0: All right, cool beans. We're live now. All right, everybody, we got another episode of Men of Now here. And man, am I excited for this one? We always talk about red flags in dating. Instead, we want to take a more positive approach. What are the green flags to be looking for when you're out there dating women? And I'm super excited for this one. So, Joel, I'm I'm so happy to have you here. And and wait, didn't you didn't you just move again?
1: I did. Yes, I have been on a little adventure across the seas here. I was in Europe for a bit. I went to Poland, Warsaw in specific, went to a few different uh, cities around Poland and even went to a small country called Latvia, um, which I didn't know existed. And what, what I found out and this really pertains to to this topic here is what green flags are in women, because I finally started connecting with women that I've always wanted to date. And so I was able to see some pros and I was able to see some cons and especially being from the West, we know there's a lot of red flags currently in the atmosphere. So we are definitely going to dive into some things to look out to look for uh, not to look out for because yeah, we want to have a great positive dating experience. We want to enjoy it. We want to have fun. We want to connect And if we can start looking for the things that allow that to happen, we're going to get to, we're going to have a a much better time and be a lot less angry when being out there and dating. Cause I don't know about you guys, but after watching some of those shows out there about all the red flags, I'm like, well, you know, dating, it must kind of suck. Like there's 30 red flags here. Like this is even worth
0: it. I mean,
1: totally. Right. And so, yeah, I appreciate you, Huds. I appreciate um, you coming up with this topic idea and we're going to, and have a great time and dive into it. So let's. Uh, awesome. Let awesome.
0: Yeah. awesome. 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 And I'm really looking forward to in the future. Like, yeah, we can address red flags and we should. But for right now, it's important to look in the positive note what to look for. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this. So this is a list that I had sent to you this morning that I had come up with. So first and foremost, the girl needs to be communicative and not flaky. Meaning, she says what she needs to say instead of bottling it up or hiding it. Now, for example, if she knows she can't hang out or be available for your scheduled date, does she tell you up front or wait until the last minute to cancel? Now, I I don't know about you. I've had dates where they wait until the very last minute to say, oh, no, like my dog has a history exam in the hospital. (laughs) And I'm like, what the? What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> you've, you've gotten that one too? It's <laughs> the, the worst. How many dogs out there are in school? Jesus. Um, yeah, you're 100%. And uh, it's really, this is just a good communication skill to have in general, whether you're dating or whether you're in business, whether you're just hanging out with friends, like you want to be respectful of the time. So, when they are being receptive, they're being open, they're communicating, it shows that, you know, even if they do end up flaking, that they do care, that they do at least recognize you and value you as a human being versus when a girl flakes last minute, it usually says, oh, I was using you for attention. I was using you for a quick hit of dopamine validation, maybe to just prove that guys still want me. And and because of that, like, you know, you're just nothing to me. So, oops, my bad. But again, if they're being, you know, communicative, receptive right away, it's a very good green flag. And more on
0: that. No, 100% agree. Because, like, girls that like flake and stuff like that, like, there's, you know, when we say flake, it has such a negative connotation to it. Um, There are certain reasons when things come up and it makes sense. However, when it just seems like out of the blue or it's like mistimed and it seems like a BS type of excuse, understand that they're just not that interested or maybe you were just, you know, a a source of validation.
1: Mm -hmm. And it goes for
0: guys and girls. I mean, let's be
1: honest. Definitely. And again, yeah, look for if she's being, you know, talking to you, letting you know what's up. Because again, it's just a good sign she values you and that she is to you because a lot of guys question, "Yo, is this girl actually like me? Does she want to actually date me, etc." It's like if she's telling you, "Hey, I'm gonna be a couple minutes late, but I'm still showing up." Guys, that's a sign she likes you. <laughs> Definitely remember it's that. It's sign
0: she's anxious because she knows she's messing up and she cares that much. Mm-hmm. Yes, huge. Love that one. Now, going on to number two, is she respectful? Now, what do I mean by that? Now she treats not just you, but others with respect. Let's take an example. Does she belittle an idiot waiter? Or does she understand that they may just be having an off day and move on from the topic instead of harping on it? Now, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody like this, where they just, (laughs) they view uh, servers as lesser than, which I think is ridiculous. And that is, to me, the way that they treat others, that's, that can be a huge green flag.
1: I've heard that one a lot. I think that's a great one too, not because, you know, like she may be treating you well, cause she just met you and you're on the date, et cetera. But if she's treating others bad, just wait until a few months down the line.
0: Wait until she changes her mind
1: about you. Wait until you
0: forget to you forget to do the laundry or something. <laughs> forget to forget to run the dishwasher, like yeah. something.
1: stupid. Oh, you're toast, right? And she's gonna treat mm-hmm. you just like those waiters. And uh, it's something that you know, I think people have to work on for sure. Uh, like if, if if someone's if a waiter is being just a douche, like it's okay not to just be like just to kiss their ass, right? okay to stand up and have a little direct more direct tone uh for sure you don't want to become a pushover and if a girl kind of is like you know if the, the waiter is being a dick and she's kind of like you know pushing back a little bit i think that's a green flag like that she has like some moral values and she's not just gonna get walked on over but if he's being a, just a gentleman and she's like you know this isn't good for my instagram fuck you it's like okay <laughs> okay this one's got to go for sure
0: No, that's, that's definitely fair. Um, Yeah, 100% agree on that. I've, uh, I mean, I'll get into it later as we go through this list. But like, I've dated people that act that way, completely disrespectful uh, in situations that didn't warrant it, Mm. or they talk about it. And it's like, what makes you better than like, (laughs) I was literally dating a girl at one time, who wasn't making any money and was in school and still looked down on people that worked in service jobs. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, it, it doesn't make any logical sense to me because it's like, you're not even making money. So <laughs> why, like we, who, who gave you the right? So I think that's huge to see how they treat other people. Um, and especially like, even when you're having those conversations with them on um, you know day-to-day life, things that are going on, how they speak about others. Do they speak about everybody like if you, if you weigh it out, do they speak about everybody in a negative way more so than in a positive way, mm. or at the very least, if they speak about a lot of people in a negative way, are they at least acknowledging the positive of that person? I mean, there's a lot of people in my life that, that pissed me off, but they also bring a lot of value to my life and they are good people and they're good at certain things. They may not be good at everything, mm. but do I focus on the negative? or do I focus on the positive. And I think that's a very important important thing to think about.
1: I love that. And you do well Absolutely. on that then. Yep.
0: Awesome. So then number 3. We're going to be talking about consistency. I know that's an interesting one. So she doesn't change day to day with you. That old hot and cold metaphor comes to mind. Mm-hmm. If she's consistent in her behavior that's a positive sign. Now, I know not all of us. I know it's thrown around in the space a lot, like uh, like a dated chick with BPD, which is borderline personality disorder,
1: mm-hmm. where
0: they essentially what they call paint you black. Um, not, not everybody is like that, but consistency. Are mm-hmm. they the same person day to day? And I think that is 100% what you should be looking for.
1: And you know, guys, there are going to be some fluctuations, like we're all humans, we all have emotions. Um, women are more emotional creatures. So, you know, there's a certain period of every 30 days where things might be a little, you know, rocky. And so remembering that, right. But uh, I mean, you nailed it right on the head, like, our one, is it, is it a Jekyll and Hyde? Is it you know, one second they're sweet, they're loving towards you. And then the next second, they're just like, I hate you. Like that's not a a good green flag. (laughs) That's, that's a complete opposite. So yes, you do want some consistency for sure. Um, Same with, same with any relationship with friendships and stuff you want to become, because essentially when you're in a relationship with someone, you're doing it because partially you can rely on them. You can rely on them to show up, to get your back and, and, even when you're dating like though you are a man and you are versus not versus you are there's a man there's a woman there is that difference you are still in harmony together and especially if you do have a long term relationship like you want to know that this person's got your back like if if some shit goes down they're not just going to be like well i'm not feeling it right now <laughs> my mood's over here so sorry dude you're on your own it's like and you see so many relationships like that and they're just tumultuous. so.
0: Yeah, I, I know that the uh, the ups and downs can be exciting. They can, it keeps things interesting. But at the same time, when you're, it, you got to define what you're actually looking for in dating. If you're looking for short-term flings, I guess it doesn't matter as much. But if you're looking for a happy, healthy, successful relationship, long-term relationship, you got to pay attention to those things because you can't have somebody like that around your children because your children are going to, mm-hmm. Grow up in a chaotic environment.
1: Yeah. And they're going to act like that too. And it's just going to create.
0: Because it's all they know.
1: Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
0: So I think that's huge. Now,
1: I got an interesting
0: one. I got an interesting one for you here. Cool. So number four. Presentable. Okay. So meaning she cares about her appearance. Or how she shows up on the first date. So there's one girl I know. There's a funny story that, that she had told me. There's one girl I know, she she works in like um, healthcare and whatnot. So she wears scrubs to work. And so when she was going on her first date, she was like, yeah, I'm just going right after work. It's like, okay, um, you're not going to shower, change clothes, any, anything? No, I'm just going to go right from work. And it's just like, so on your first date with this guy, You're going to go out there in your work clothes. You're going to smell, you're going to be dirty. You're not going to try and look your best. Cause don't you want to put your best foot forward? No, I just, I don't know. (laughs) Seems fine to me. I'm like, what are we talking about? So that's, that's one thing like that I think is very important is being presentable. You know, like is, is she actually, does she actually care? Like, let's Mm -hmm. be honest. Does she actually care? Because you always want to put your best foot forward in the same way that guys do. You want to, you know, I mean, I'll be honest on, on first dates, I'll always like spend a lot of time trying to figure out the perfect shirt, the perfect fit, get everything right. And so does she care? Does she show up presentable?
1: Well, I'm actually going to play devil's advocate on that for you a second Huds. And this is something I learned in Poland. So Something with girls that are more traditional is that they wait a few dates to sleep with the guy. So when they just show up from work, they're not, you know, they haven't dressed up they are you know, they might smell in certain places, right? It's almost a defense mechanism. So they don't end up sleeping with the guy. Um, and then it kind of shows that, okay, is this guy, does he just want to sleep with me? Or is he more interested in kind of getting to, mo- to know me? Um, is he willing to, to wait a bit? um in the US yeah cuz i think there's a lot more people that are willing to just sleep with someone on the first date right so i did mm-hmm. notice that a bit in uh overseas is that that pe- women are willing to just show up kind of as is um some of them did have like nice jobs so they did they showed up presentable right um and so yeah it was just like an interesting perspective cuz i was the same it's like yeah i'm this i'm always going to put, put effort into what I wear on a first date. I'm always going to shower, wear cologne, you know, show up as my best self. Um, but what I found too, is that on the second or third date, they put a little more work in because they're like, okay, uh, you know, maybe this date is when we, we have our kiss or whatever, or um, something else happens. So now I'm willing to put a little extra effort in. So that's something I noticed.
0: Hmm. Yeah, definitely uh cultural differences there. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it just it's something something important to note because I just – it shows a level of care um, in, a, in a way that you care what the other person thinks. And I think that shows genuine interest because if you show up as a slob, then it's like kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I've got – it's like, oh, I've got the kickball game at 3 o'clock. Right? I'll go. <laughs> Instead of like, oh, my God, I got – I got my date at three o'clock. I can't yeah. wait. Like, I oh yeah, I just this needs to go perfectly. Like, that's the difference. That's ah. the difference. And that's kind of what it represents when okay. you do take care of yourself and put your best foot forward, at least in my eyes.
1: No, that's a good point. And now after hearing you say that and putting it like that, I'm reflecting, yeah. It's like some of the some of the best dates I had, she did put a lot of effort in. She showed up and she was she smelled good. She tells she like put on her makeup and stuff. And it just it did actually make me feel better because I'm like, oh, she actually cares about this. Like, Mm -hmm. like this is way more worth it than when she does show up post kickball game, (laughs) in the gym shorts. (laughs) So yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's just it's something to think about. But anyways, we're gonna move on to number five. Number five here, supportive. Now this is one I want to dive into a little bit. So meaning she appreciates what you do and supports your mission. So I had dated a girl once that had a serious problem with me talking to people like you Mm. and even being a dating coach for men. That's not that. that, That's a huge red flag that I just ignored. And by ignoring it, it caused a lot of trauma in my life. It was really, really, really stupid. Um, you want somebody who, even if they don't agree with everything that you do or how you live your life, they're at least supportive of it. Like my girlfriend, she likes doing puzzles. I think puzzles are fucking stupid, (laughs) but that's okay. Like, I think it's cute and I let her do her own thing. I mean, granted hell, I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh is essentially a puzzle. It's kind of like a game of chess but in an advanced game of chess. So I guess it's the same thing. But that's that's one thing to uh, to pay attention to. Does she support what you do even if she has zero interest in it whatsoever? Mm-hmm. Or does she try and tear it down? Mm-hmm. And that's what, kind of what I was pointing to with that girl that I dated. She didn't want me to do this and she wanted to hold me back from doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but it's something. it's something to pay attention to. What do you think about that? Like, okay, let me, let me give an exact example. Let's say uh, you were dating a girl. Um, you go on your first date and you guys are talking and she asks like, oh, so like, what do you do? And then you share with her that you do sobriety university where you help people overcome their addictions. And she's like, well, why are you doing that?
1: Date's going to be over pretty quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. And that's a that's a great point. I've had those situations where it's almost for me, it's a bit of a shit test. Like when I say this is what I do, um, how is their reaction? Um, and I've had to accept that a lot of people won't get it or they won't be very supportive because it's it's not in their culture, et cetera. And that's okay. Like that's what dating's for is to to wean people out. Um and yes, it's like, are they supporting your mission? Like even if they don't degree, agree, agree. It's important that they don't tear you down, just like you said. And there's a way to support someone, even if you don't agree with it. And it's, it's just that. It's just not being a dick about it. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's just wisdom saying, hey, I don't understand this as much. Maybe you teach me a little bit about this so I can understand more because I care about you and I want to learn how to understand what you're talking about, right? That's, I think, a great green flag is that when they're actually curious mm-hmm. into what they don't understand. Right. So they're not just like dismissive. Now, something I want to mention, too, is that if you don't agree with something that a girl does and vice versa, if you're a girl watching this and you don't agree with something like the guy does, be up front with that. Be like, hey, I don't support this, but communicate that and communicate it in a respectful way. When I meet a girl that is really into her work and her career, I don't support that. It to me, that's not a very feminine quality. And it says that they're not willing to put maybe the family first, especially if we do have a family one day, because they love their career. And it's not to—it's not like I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have your career, blah blah blah. I'm just like, hey, that's not really something I value with, I, I, I jive with, and in letting them know that up front, it's going to just kind of say, okay, maybe we're not compatible, uh, and it's time to, you know, call the date early, right? Which is okay. So. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's that's interesting. And I'm actually going to skip one right now because I want to talk about that. I think that it's important to have shared values. Mm. So that, that was actually number seven, but we're going to make it number six now. Oh, cool. Shared values. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily think, like I actually completely disagree with you. Because oh. uh, my, my girlfriend, she works with medically fragile children every single day. She loves it. She is dedicated to her work. We mm-hmm. will stay up till three o'clock in the morning and she'll be up at 6 a.m. off to work. Wow. doesn't okay. matter. So she's dedicated to her career, but she's not dedicated to it because she cares about the money. She's dedicated to it because she cares about the children. So I think there needs to be a differentiation there.
1: No, that's huge. That's huge. Yes. Like when, the example that came up in my head was, uh, this girl that just, that I went on a date with in Poland, um, absolutely beautiful so this was this was a tough one Met her at the gym and she was in it for the money she loved the 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 money she loved and i asked her like what do you think of a family one day and she's like yeah you know it's not really of interest like i love i love my work that that was her her thing so Mm -hmm. that's why it was a a bit of a, a red flag for me and not a green flag but she's like yeah i love providing value to the world and i love seeing people's faces light up when i when they get better, or they get <laughs> yeah. That's a huge green flag. Are you kidding me? That's like, please. Um, the question would be, though, for me is that if we are in a relationship, does she put that above us, right? Mm. Like,
0: yeah, no, that's fair, and that that comes down down the road. You know, we're talking about dating versus relationships, and it was interesting because I was asking my girlfriend, like, what what are some green flags that you think could it be included in this list? And she started listing everything that was relationship-based, mm, not okay. dating-based. Ah, okay. Because a relationship comes after dating. It's dating, relationship, long-term. Right. So I, yeah. I think it's interesting because we got we to gotta differentiate between the two of the things
1: hundred mm, percent and when i think of it when i think of it together like so when, when i'm on a date i'm always like is this person i could be in a relationship with long term?" that's instantly the first thing that comes to my mind otherwise mm-hmm. it's like it is just going to be a waste of time um, even if there is some fun in between if you know what i mean um and holland yeah she- i
0: don't i don't know what you mean
1: oh, <laughs> oh we'll have a podcast on that one day huds we'll we'll teach a young man uh, your girl, she yeah, she's very supportive with you in the relationship, right? Like I know mm-hmm. she doesn't put that the, the job before you two, so that's like a green flag, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, so 100%. i that. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. But just like speaking about the shared values, I think it's important that you know with those shared values, it doesn't mean necessarily that she has to agree with the way you think, but she's at least open to understanding it. I think that's a huge one. Like, So, for example, I dated a girl a while back that was a staunch feminist, and she actually had like a Wonder Woman, um, like a small little Wonder Woman thing on a like poster type thing, art thing, uh, right next to the bed um, that she had bought from like a woman-run business or something, and she was like 100% liberal. And <laughs> I just – every time I looked at it, I would laugh because – she, whenever it came to any type of conversation on certain issues, she would always understand and kind of fall in and agree with my opinion. Hmm. And I found that I found that interesting. Um, I don't think that everybody you shouldn't. So if you're like a staunch, staunch liberal or a staunch, yeah, I can't even say the fucking word. <laughs> if you are hardcore liberal or hardcore Republican you don't necessarily want somebody who's hundred percent hardcore with your view, hmm. but if they're able to listen, understand and discuss and accept. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's, that's what, yeah. Mm-hmm. I now, all right, guys, <laughs> do not bring up politics on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> not a good idea. Um, but when you, when you have some of these discussion uh, discussions and a uh, differing point of view, how does she respond to it is she willing to accept a different view or is she completely like no 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 no? and so i think that somebody who either has shared values or is accepting of your point of view that's a green five
1: yes i agree i agree huds and i have a lot of different you know lifestyle things we you don't mean, you agree won't ever everything. smoke weed with me what's good <laughs> bro, bro <laughs> you won't even get sober with me bro <laughs> and like we were great like because we both understand like and we're both curious about each other's opinion and he's huds has actually taught me a lot about how to change my relationship around addiction in itself so it's been super powerful for me and it's because i had that open mind and i'm willing to taking what your thoughts are i'm like i've I've questioned a few things i'm like hmm maybe not everyone needs to quit addiction or maybe not everyone has an addiction even with it. Like that's, that's something big. So yeah, a huge green flag in all relationships being willing to see the other person's side. And when you have that relationship too, with the person where you're, you're, you're communicative, you're, you're willing to listen to what they say when you do come up with that thing that just is not compatible. Like, cause there will be something that just, you know, it's like not going to, this ain't going to jive. Then you can make a, a real informed decision on whether this relationship can continue or not. And because you already had that groundwork of you know, being open, being receptive, disagreeing when appropriate, like it's going to be less of a rocky exit, if you know what I mean, if it does end up breaking up. It won't be like, oh, screw you. I thought you were all this. It's like, no, okay. Maybe we are not meant to be as we thought. It's time to go mm-hmm. separate ways. So it's a very much more mature way to end a relationship as well.
0: 100% agree with you on that. All right. Now, kind of going off that shared values thing. Moldable. Hmm. This is a, a word I didn't really want to use, but I think kind of needs to be used. So essentially what I mean by is she moldable is, is she willing to adjust to becoming a team instead of remaining an individual? Hmm. What do you think about
1: that? It's oh, a powerful one, especially in today's world where independence is pushed. I think, yeah, because at some point it's like, are we in this together for the long haul or are we just going to be stay a fling? Are we going to continue dating? Uh, and this is uh, definitely a deeper topic, which we will touch on more in the future. So uh, no worries there, but yeah, it's a good one, man. What are your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, so I, I find it interesting because kind of always think of it like team huds. Are you on team huds or not? I, I just want to know. And if you're not on team huds and if you're not on this mission with me and you're not in this partnership with me, um, it, it's not going to work out because you know I'm on team you. If you're not on team me, like there is no team. And I think that's so important in dating and relationships is that you are two people, two independent people. And we're going to get into this when we talk about codependency, Uh, but you are two independent people coming together and you're supposed to become a powerful force together. So if she's not moldable and then this is, this also goes for the guys as well. If you're, if you guys are not moldable enough to create that yin and yang, Mm. it's not going to work.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. I like how you differentiated too. You make sure you mention that I'm on team you as well, because a lot of times you'll hear this in the space. It's are you on my team, and that's it. Like I'm never gonna be on your mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. and it's a very alpha Chad thing to do, right, bro? Bro, you even on you even on team me? <laughs> even have an Adam's apple, dude, like, bro. If you got if you got a double chin, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's it. <laughs> I'm not uh,
0: fat. You know what I look like. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I, I gotta double chin certain angles, bro. I look uh I'm a chubby boy. No, let's
0: double chin it for
1: the for the screenshot. A... <laughs> uh that's funny. But
0: yeah, no, I, I think that's great. You gotta look at it from both directions. You know, like obviously we're talking about Mostly, you know, green flags for uh, for women when you're dating, um, but all the way around, you got to look inward as well. Like you can't expect so much from another person without giving enough to begin with. Right,
1: right, and this, and even yeah, you've been going off that. Like sometimes there are going to be things that the other person just can't be on your team the way you want them to, and that's mm-hmm. where you know you have to have a, a big community of of uh, the you have to have a community of guys uh, that can support you in those ways or other people in general, right? You, you can't, and we're going to touch on this with the codependency. Like you just said, you cannot rely on that one person that you're in a relationship with to meet all those needs. That's going to be a toxic relationship. You got to have friends. You got to have uh, mentors, guides, you got to be helping and being a mentor and a guide too. like, that's really going to, going help you as well. So becoming the full package. Mm-hmm. That's uh long. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So number eight. <sighs> Squad. So this is gonna be an interesting one. This is a situational uh, one. So doesn't mention their ex now. This is situational because there are certain times that they mention their ex could make sense, you know. If they're sharing with you, um, you know, they Let's say you're dating a single mother and they, they talk about um, their ex husband or whatever and like custody battle, things like that, or or they're sharing something with you because of a past trauma to help you better understand them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I can I can kind of understand that. Depends on whether you're harping on it or not. Yeah. Now, if they're saying, Oh yeah, I, I love that pretzel place. That was my me and my ex used to go there all the time. Somebody is hung up on their ex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be real. So most of the time, um, you just have to pay attention to the context. Yeah. Most of the time, when they are mentioning their ex, it is because they're hung up on them. But you, again, it's situational. So just yeah. understand what you know, where they're coming from. What do you think about that?
1: I think that's spot on, man. And in particular, like to look at the context, like how many times have they brought up their ex if they brought him if it's your first date and and this is the sixth time you're hearing about the ex probably probably not a good sign that she's over him so but you know if if it slips out and she catches it and it's like i mean like and she like let's say she's like oh this it's us now something like that then maybe it's uh i think i just froze there or you just froze um Basically, yeah, yes. No, Look at the yeah. Context. Okay. So okay.
0: let me yeah. uh, let me share something with you. I have to come clean about something. Oh. On the first date with my girl, I brought up my ex, and then we had sex five times that night. <laughs>
1: okay. Elaborate, please.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying it's all about context mm. and. You know, we, we talk about it it's like, never bring up your ex or if she brings up her ex, kick her to the curb. Like, no, no, it's context. It's context and context makes sense.
1: Yeah. If it, Sometimes too, like a woman will bring it up as a way to test like what you're, like, are you like this guy? Um, I was dating someone and they were saying that somebody that they used to date had a drug problem. And it was kind of almost like,
0: You're talking to the founder of Sobriety University? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know who you're talking to? (laughs) Uh,
1: Get out of here. (laughs) No, thankfully I took it as a compliment. It was almost flattering. It was like, she sees something in me that she never saw in this guy. And the way she said it too was very endearing, right? It wasn't like, oh, you remind me of my ex because he used to do this. It's like, no, not not like that. So tone is very important too. Going back to context, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. No, 100%. All right, now let's move on to number nine, attentive. So on that first date, or while you're dating, is she actually uh, focused on the date, or is she just sitting on her phone?
1: Bro. (laughs) Bro. Have you been on a date like that? Dude, 100%. Hundred percent. The girl I was talking to you about with the the career, that career girl, she was uh, she she was on a break from work. That's that was our date, and so every like two minutes, she would just look at her phone to see if she was getting a call or a message. And I'm just like, man, why do you got to be so good looking, <laughs> you bastard? Like,
0: I, I feel you. Yeah, if they can't even segment the time for your date, it's like. You can't say se- you can't segment and like work. You- you're married to work.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, like, d- d- is she constantly checking her phone? Now it's again back to context. I'm really happy you brought that up because if you're taking pictures together, if because that's what we'll do on a lot of our like the dates I go on. They know like I make content and stuff, so they're happy to take pictures of me. Like that's okay, right? They want to take a selfie of us. Um, but yeah, if she's like, if you're telling her a story and she's just like. Oh, what'd you say? Like, yeah, big, not a good green flag. Like, No way. No way.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I I think that that's a, it's very important one, especially on that first date, Mm. because if, I mean, what are you guys doing? You're going on a date because you're trying to build a connection. How are you supposed to build a connection if your attention isn't on building the connection? (laughs) It's pretty straightforward to me.
1: Gosh, uh, another another example I'll give here, too, is are they attentive mentally? Like if they are on their phone, are they somebody that can hold a conversation and can listen? I've been on dates where, yeah, she wasn't on her phone. She was a bit younger. And the younger generation did grow up in a different era than we did, where they've been on their phone since they were little kids. So unfortunately, a lot of them cannot actually have conversation. Like, which is weird to say, but they, can, they don't know how to talk communicate unless they're like on their phone so she just like couldn't really she just wasn't like attentive in in terms like of her mental bandwidth and mm-hmm. so yeah she was trying it was sweet you know and i wasn't like a dick or anything you know just tried my best to keep leading the conversation but like an- like i don't know if you're going to touch on this so you can interrupt me if you are but are they asking you questions are they interested in you or are they just you're getting to it okay you're okay <laughs> move on then let's,
0: we're gonna we're gonna circle back to this one very shortly so before we get to that you know what no we'll dive into it we'll switch up the order again cool so i'm at it now yep she remembers things about you so we know that it's very important in conversations to do callbacks now what is a callback um let's say you're having a conversation with somebody and something is mentioned earlier in the conversation And then towards the end, you're able to make a comment that loops it back to the initial thing in the conversation. That is very, very important to show that you're an active listener and it tightens the entire interaction together. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's one of those things um, that you're kind of talking about. Does she actually care about you? Because if she's asking these questions and let's say, for example, um, I'm just going to make something up. Uh, let's say, for example, I love zucchini. Nice. And I don't know. I'm a zucchini guy. And so, <laughs> and so uh, then on our second date, uh, she brings me a zucchini or she suggests a restaurant that has a great, I don't know, zucchini burger. I, I don't know what zucchinis are used for. <laughs> like something like that. And it's just like it shows that she was paying attention. It shows that she cares, and that is hugely important to the success of a relationship. I mean, I do that type of stuff. Like, I know for a fact, um, well, I don't know why I said it that way. That sounds awkward when I say it that way. Um, but with my girl, she loves not just puzzles, but paint by numbers. So on her first anniversary, uh, one of the random times we were out, I had somebody take a photo of us. Now, I took that photo. And I had it remastered into a paint by numbers. So then she had to paint it, but she painted this awesome photo. I, you've seen it before in some of our calls. It, it's behind behind me when I'm sitting on the couch. That's beautiful. And it, it, it's so meaningful because she she shared with me how much she loves that. And then I'm not just giving her something she loves. I'm giving her two things that she loves mm. paint and paint by numbers.
1: It's beautiful, man. I feel, it's a beautiful picture, too. I didn't know it was like a paint by. So that's awesome.
0: You that's didn't? Cool. I didn't tell you
1: that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Well, maybe you It, it, it looks I, good,
0: right? It looks good, right? It looks
1: good. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just a photo. <laughs> I totally thought that was just a photo. Oh, that's yeah, this, this
0: guy over here, this, there's a reason why I'm a dating coach. <laughs> <laughs> this guy kills it
1: <laughs> yeah take those guys or take those seriously yeah that's that's awesome man like finding little ways to 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 show that you are that you do care um that's not something that's talked about in the space you're not supposed to care as a guy um it's 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 beta to care uh no 100 <laughs> percent no yeah
0: I'll tell it's just completely it's just completely wrong and that's what's so important, like on both ends. Like as a guy, you can't just be distant, and I think that's kind of what gets pushed a lot mm-hmm. uh, because guys are less emotional. It's like you can just not care, and she's supposed to care. But this goes. This is a two way street. Yeah, this is a two way yeah. street. There are two parties involved. So when it comes to uh, being attentive, you know, you also have to be attentive.
1: Mm, yes, and that is a skill. I mean, there's been many times I haven't been attentive, and I realized it after and I'm like just dang it like there was a chance to be a more of a giving person and I didn't and so that's it's a learning process as well whether you're a guy or a girl like if you if you find out th- the key is to be aware of it so if you're not being as attentive as you'd like to be and you're noticing it make the change uh, I'll say like yeah uh, so I don't eat sugar and on a couple dates in Poland like and the girl I was with, she would bring some sugar-free treats. Like we wanted a picnic one time, she brought ber- berries because she knows I can eat that. And it was just like really sweet. It was like, at 100, I'm like, okay, she she literally cares. That <laughs> was just like, and I was just like, cool, because <laughs> there's been so many times where it's like, yeah, what do you what do you do again? It's <laughs> <Just> like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I
0: had my Stream Deck uh, set up because I would just play like one of those sound effects right
1: there. (laughs) Oh man,
0: good lord! Oh, that's funny. Um, All right, let's let's move on to the next one. Um, So we had switched this up. So this is your real house. Not having an addiction or working on it, and why that's important is because it shows that she has self control and also self-awareness. What do you think about that?
1: I think that's uh, spot on. Guys, if you haven't already uh, seen the down below, I do have a channel on addiction. So this is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. And yes, uh, somebody that, people that are engaged in addiction often are very difficult to have a relationship with addiction is a very selfish thing. It's very me centered. And part of the journey of getting sober is learning how to be a giving person too. And so anybody that gets into recovery, uh, one of the things they begin doing is volunteering, whether it be at a meeting, whether it be in the community. And so somebody that is in active addiction, and in particular, not working on it, it's going to be very, it's going to be a challenge to be in a relationship with because they're always going to put themselves first, Um, which can be a healthy thing, right? Like, You don't want somebody that just is a martyr, but you also don't want someone that's fully selfish. You want somebody that's in the middle, right? That knows when to give and knows when to take. So somebody that is working on their addictions or doesn't have addictions is so key because it shows that they have the self-awareness of who they are as a person. It shows that they do have a spirit of generosity and that they're aware of how their behavior affects other people. That is a huge one. How and what I doing is going to affect my friends and family, right? So again, going full circle here, I think that's a, a huge green flag is somebody that is either that, that doesn't have addictions or is working on them. Huds, your thoughts on that as well?
0: No, a hundred percent. Like that, that's something you need to understand. Like, you know, some people, everybody has different hobbies, okay? Some people like to go hiking. Some people like to go camping. Some people like to go boating. Some people like to go fishing. There's so many different things that, that you can do. And let's say, for example, you're a recovered alcoholic and the person that you're starting to date likes to drink um, and you think they're drinking too much, but are they or are you placing your own you know, feelings onto them? Mm. And it's understanding, like, do they have the self-awareness and do they have the management? And that's kind of what we've talked about in the past when it comes to, and you know, we've talked offline about it, when it comes to addiction. Uh, I take a different approach. I take the moderation approach. I think that anybody is allowed to do whatever they want, as long as it doesn't you know, completely corrupt their life and corrupt others. And as long as it does not become selfish, it's okay. But once, exactly as you said, once it becomes selfish... That's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I stand on it. And I think it's important to, to kind of understand what that is. I mean, if you go on your first date and she gets wasted and you guys have sex and then you're like fist bumping your bros the next day. Um, are you really happy about that interaction or mm-hmm. does she just get wasted for that reason? Yeah. Like, like, come on, we got to think about things a little bit, you know, a couple of layers deeper. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I stand on it
1: absolutely man and you know if it's your responsibility too as a guy if if she has addictions like and that you don't jive with that you got to set some boundaries and say let's take a step back like this this isn't for me maybe it's a lot and this will happen a lot too. a lot of people that get clean from substances they will go and date people that are an active addiction because they can do the the Captain Save a girl. They can play rescue. Captain Save a Ho. <laughs> save a <hoe>. Land, <laughs> land Ho. Um and then it kind of <laughs> land a Ho. Wait, what? <laughs> and demonetize. But <laughs> they uh a lot of people do that. They'll get in a relationship with people that aren't healthy because it makes them feel better. Uh so it's really important that if you do meet somebody that does drink that does party that does use even if they're okay with it and they don't have an issue with it you know you have to be honest with yourself like is this actually the best thing for myself and for them
0: is that is that what i want like if i'm a recovering alcoholic and i start dating somebody who is a moderate drinker and drinks frequently um is that something i i can i can handle because that is a lot of temptation around you at all times
1: yeah 100%. Like, that's
0: one of the things I was talking to a buddy, um, I was going to go visit him. And he knows that I drank. And he had said, like, you know, the one thing to consider is, uh, I, I, I can't have you stay here if you're gonna have alcohol in the house. And then we kind of like talked about it further. And he was like, Oh, no, like, if it's like white claws or something, if it's like a seltzer, that's fine. Uh, but if it's hard liquor, I, I can't do it. So it, that was interesting to me because it's like, okay, so you've had a hard liquor problem in the past. That makes sense. That makes sense because that's the quickest way to have things spiral out of control. Um, but it's just that, that kind of understanding. So that temptation, that's why it's very important to understand that from the other person. Yeah.
1: And what, what happened when he said that? Like, what, how did you respond to that, et cetera?
0: Oh yeah. So um, I, I told him like, yeah, no, that's, I mean, what I first told him was, Oh dude, that's totally fine. Like I can get another place to stay. It doesn't mean I'm not going to come. Um, but then when we talk deeper on it, that's when it kind of was like, okay, like it doesn't matter. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause like yeah. uh, he was worried about the liquor aspect of it. Not um, you know, he wasn't even thinking about the type of alcohol. I think he was reverting back to thinking about the alcohol and the problems itself. Yeah.
1: It can be a trigger for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, same thing. Same like when we hang out, like I'll, I'll ask you like, if you're going to smoke weed, just don't do it. I'm in the room. Right. Um, uh,
0: dude, I'm going to roll up a fat blunt and bring it right to you. When you wake up in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. No,
1: I'm just awake oh, and bake, bro. bro. I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> oh, I loved waking bake. So, Hey, <laughs> I mean, um, And two, something going back to the this addiction topic, like the the girls that I've connected with best don't drink, and that's just something I've learned over dating. When I date a girl that does drink, like yeah, we can still date and we can still have fun, but there's there's never that real like connection, right? As soon as I find out a girl doesn't drink, and this is for me, of course, um, each guy out there will have that thing that they just like, you know, they feel, uh. I can just instantly be myself. Like I don't have to pretend anymore. Uh, and it's just like, it's amazing. So that is something that I look out for. Uh, I will still date if they do drink occasionally, right? Uh, we've talked about before um, categorizing people you date and not in like an objective way, but okay, this is somebody that I, I'm just going to have fun with, right? Uh, for me, that's if someone drinks occasionally and you know they're going to be someone I have fun with. Uh, if it's somebody that doesn't drink and really takes care of himself, et cetera, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, that's somebody that I'm like, okay, maybe this is somebody that I'm going to put a little more effort into. Uh, I'll obviously be, they'll be on my mind more, et cetera. So, Huds, quick question. What are some of those things for you? Like, what is that thing with your girl that you're just like, mm, like, we connect on this level so deeply. I love it.
0: Hold on, sorry. I was looking at... Uh, I want to give a shout-out to you, Rduko. Uh Nice to Um Good to see you in here, man. I like this. You know, I find it to be a huge turn-off if a girl plays video games, as is a former addiction of mine. Gamer girls cannot get off. <laughs> that's, that's funny, man. And hey, you know, good to identify it, and I, I definitely I get where it come from. Um, say the question again. I'm sorry, man. Oh, I good.
1: Oh, good. I'm, dude, all good. I'm
0: like... AHD across the board.
1: <laughs> hey, you have that Vegeta energy from or Goku, so you know, I can't can't pass that up. Uh, quite, like, What is that thing with you and your girl that just, were you connected on that deep level where you're just like, boom, I don't have to try anymore. I can be myself.
0: Oh, well, that was on the first date. Are you leading to this? Do you, do you know, that? like, are you leading me? Regardless if you're not. On that first date was um, I, I've been playing a Korean video game now for nine years, I believe. Um, at the time is it nine years? God. At the time it was six years. seven years something. doesn't matter. So I was on a <laughs> date with her and I just randomly like shared with her that I had been playing this game for six years this Korean video game on my phone competitively for six years. And I had finished like 400th in the world. uh, At one point I was like super, super good at it. And I loved it. And I shared everything about it and the passion I had with it. And it was funny because after we got intimate that night, um, I had asked her because I was, I was kind of also doing a science experiment. I had asked her at what moment did you decide that, you were willing to sleep with me or that you wanted to sleep with me. Mm -hmm. And she said, it was that moment that you talked about that Korean video game. And that's when I knew like, we're nerds.
1: (laughs) 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 There it is, man. Yeah.
0: And that's why I think it's so important for people to be uh, honest and authentic with themselves uh, to other people. Because by doing so, you find people that you match with. Uh, If you're trying to always put up a facade, you're not going to end up exactly where you want to be. Or you're going to struggle to find it at the very least. And so, you know, when you go ahead and share with people like, yeah, I'm sober. Um, I also help people with addiction. I, I run a YouTube channel and a coaching business, Sobriety University to help pull people away from addiction so they can be more present in day-to-day life. That's huge. And sharing that with people instead of hiding it is going to attract the right type of people.
1: Thank you, brother. Yeah. We connected as well. Uh, when I found out you played Yu-Gi-Oh!, I was like, okay, this is a homie. <laughs> this is a homie. So yeah, I love that, man. Yeah. Just be be authentic. And this is not uh, this is a green flag for guys to be authentic. And if she rejects you, um, so be it. If she does, and be honest with yourself. If your authentic is not, you know, getting much love <laughs> from the outside world, maybe there's some things you have to change too. So uh, it, we'll, we'll we'll have it. We'll have a conversation on that sometime about how to be truly authentic to to benefit you, not just to you know. X,
0: Y, or Z, but uh, we'll oh, move forward depend. here, dude. Uh, that's that's gonna be such a good one because I'm gonna like go deep into a lot of stuff, and I'm gonna share how fucking weird I actually am. But <laughs> it's 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 to prove a point because being yourself brings the right people into your life. Yeah. God honest truth. Yep. So let's hit the last one, and this is one that we can definitely talk about a little bit. So what I had called balanced independence. Okay? So, meaning the opposite of codependent. You both have the ability to be a part and still be happy with your own identity. What do you think about
1: that? I think my reaction gives it away. That is That is gold and beautifully put by you, my friend. I think it's fantastic. It's Codependency is probably, I would say, the root of all addiction. And this is something that I've learned through quitting a lot of stuff. I went through groups to get through, overcome my codependency as well. It's something I'm going to work on for the rest of my life. And it's, it's the reason why people pick up substances and use and get in dysfunctional relationships because of that inability to be one with yourself. So learning how to do that, it's, it it can be a lifetime mission. So I know we're talking about this in kind of just blanket terms because we're on a podcast. Um, So it, it does go a lot deeper than what we say today, but just know that there's help out there, there's support if you do struggle with codependency and you can learn how to be truly in touch with who you are as a person. And it is free, more freeing than any drug, any woman, any relationship that you'll ever experience because you're just like I'm me, and no matter what happens, I'll still be me, and I'll still have a good time, <laughs> right? So let's
0: that's... Uh, let's define for a second a relationship. Mm, okay. A relationship is two independent people coming together. If you're not capable of being independent, then you're not capable of having a relationship.
1: Clip that. <laughs> It's, for, the, for coming it's, on.
0: <laughs> it's the truth, man. And that's a, that's a tough one. And I think that, you know, not enough people will hear this, which is a shame, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Um, you need to, you need to look at yourself. And if you're happier with your partner than you are with yourself, then you know, there's an imbalance going on because you need to, you need to love yourself first. And I know this sounds so dumb but it's it's the truth. You need to love yourself. You need to appreciate yourself. You need to look up to yourself. Like, let's be honest. You need to look up to yourself and be proud of yourself. Before you're able to be in a relationship, a lot of people get into relationships um, and they they go out dating and they find somebody who's better than. And when you are just going for somebody better than you're all always lesser than. And you guys should be looking at each other on an equal playing field. You shouldn't always be looking up to them because if you're always looking up to them, that um, when you think about like a triangle, that area underneath the triangle as you're looking up to them, that's the emptiness
1: you have inside. Them. Whoa!
0: I just came up with that right dude, there.
1: dude. That yeah, that hit. That hit me, man. Like, holy. Yeah, there's been many relationships in my life where I've chased uh, somebody um, who I thought was was of higher perceived value. And I always felt empty because never live up to them, etc. And uh, wow, continue on that, because I I, got to digest that for a minute here.
0: Yeah, I want to Yeah, no, absolutely. And I want to I want to look at it this way. So I always look down on them. What do you say that makes me? Um, I think that makes you a cynic, (laughs) I'll be honest. And that's one thing I've been handling, like, recently in my own life. Uh, we, for whatever reason with age, as we learn more, we we get more wise, we become more cynical. Reminds me of the South Park episode when, um, you know, he wakes up the one day and then all the music just sounds like somebody's shitting. (sighs) Uh, i don't know if you've ever seen that um but it is is funny as hell um it's just the truth um and i try i try my best to kind of detach myself from it it's hard it's very 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 hard to detach yourself from it um so it's either cynical or narcissism um or you just haven't found the right type of person that's kind of what i'm thinking that's the, that's the best thing i can think about it because like to be honest like after after some of the really bad breakups that I had like I had no hope for humanity and mm-hmm. then even though I, I found the most perfect woman um, I still am, am dealing with the fact that the majority of people are stupid they are and I I mean that sincerely because it's difficult to to interact with people that can't see the holistic picture everybody kind of puts themselves in the small boxes so that's it's just a tough one and i i always like to be the half class full person um and i think when you spend time every day whether through meditating or just you know quiet reflection and thinking about what you're appreciative of kind of brings you brings you out of that kind of mindset
1: absolutely man i'm going to touch on this a little bit too um rodoku so there's something that it's called the inferiority superiority complex. So a lot of people that look down on people, one, they, they look down on themselves in some way. Um, and two, they actually, it's, it's a defense mechanism. So if I look down on someone else, I don't have to look at the fact that I actually think that they're better than me. And all of that, the whole package is, you and we're not, we're not, you know, pointing you out like, Hey, you're unique because you're going through this. I think every single human being has this to a degree. I have narcissism for sure. I've had to look at, um, it's a human condition and it keeps us safe, but knowing that, okay, like if I'm looking down on someone, why is that? What, what about them do? Cause everyone is a reflection of something within. So that's, that's kind of how I'm going to sum this up. If you're looking down on someone it's because they remind you of something in yourself and in turn, and you don't like that about yourself. So it's easy to just say, mm. oh, this is that person. It, so you're
0: saying you're saying uh, it could be a reflection of a character flaw that you may have squashed in the past. And it reminds you of a, a past thing that you took care of.
1: hundred like percent. that. Yeah. Because I used to like when I was a, in high school, I wasn't always the kindest to kids. And for a long time, I was like, you oh, you used kids in high school. All right. Careful with the word. <laughs> I, I had a period of being a bully. And once I like, you know, found some spirituality and stuff, I was like, I would get really pissed off at people that were bullies. And it was just because it reminded me of how I used to be. And I wasn't willing to accept that. I used to be a bit of a dick. So once I did that, I just stopped looking down on them because I and what will happen to Ridoku, is if if you go through the spiritual process of, of learning how to, how to identify that in yourself and heal that within yourself, you're going to look at the people not with contempt anymore, but with compassion. Because you're going to be like, you know, I understand why they're doing that. Uh, it's, it's not out of malice. It's not out of hate. It's because they're hurting the same way you might be hurting when you're going through this process. So that's what I found for myself is that when I see someone doing something stupid, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like sometimes sadness, which is not always the best, but I feel like some empathy, like, hey, I know what this is like. I'm not going to interact with you because this is not, I don't want you in my life and I don't want this energy in my life because I've moved past this, but I'm going you know, to, I, I get it. I get it. You know, you're not a bad person for it. And when I do recognize something, that I get really pissed off. Like if someone's doing something, and I'm just like, dude, this, like, this is so stupid. Then I know that I have to do some work within. So it's, it's also like a, a way to be self-accountable as well.
0: Right, right. 100%, 100%, man. And it's responses like this, where he said, interesting. I don't actually look down on everyone. I said it because I wanted an honest response. And that had got me thinking some new things. That's the entire point of this podcast, dude, like gals and guys and gals. That's the entire point is we want people to think and we want people to become better, not just for themselves, but for everyone. Because, I mean, at least my goal, I I don't know what you're doing over there with your addiction stuff, but (laughs) my goal is to bring men and women together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Only men and women that don't you. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, they all must be sober. No, must but be sober. I, I love that because that's the entire point of the conversation is to think deeper about yourself and how can you be better mm-hmm. because when you become better, you become better for everybody else. Yep. And we create a
1: better world. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And we're on this journey. We're all leveling up together. This is the true leveling up. And this is what I think the... It's a big statement but i think what the this sphere is lacking because we've already kind of tapped out on all the topics right you know what we're talking about the red flags mm-hmm. the um avoid this in dating uh make your money looks money status but that gets empty and, we, and hudson and i have both experienced that where we we i mean we love joy we love having fun we love joking around goofing around we don't want to be serious all the time like that sucks and to do that, sometimes you have to get out of your own uh, mental constructions of that. It's not cool to be, to have fun. It's not cool to to love, right? That word love. It's not
0: cool to give your girl a uh, paint by numbers. Like, you, you don't, <laughs> dude. Don't give, dude, yeah, you're beta if you give a girl a gift. Like what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like we got to look at life as, as what it is. Yeah, we can't always just pinpoint certain aspects that come from trauma.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I appreciate that perspective, Huds, and you you mentioning that this is the point of this show is to get to those kind of realizations that Ridoku just had. And man, we appreciate you coming on and sharing that. That's awesome. Uh, it means a lot to us. And you know, dude, Vegeta energy, man. He's a he could use a little bit of compassion. <laughs> for himself Dude, he's, but...
0: he's he's the homie he's the homie Vegeta's the homie and also Derek is yeah, um, yeah I love this guy I, I know him personally oh nice, uh, nice yeah he's a he's a great guy and it's the truth calling out reality for what it is doesn't take long but learning how to better think and operate mm-hmm. takes a lifetime that's mm-hmm. why we're all on this journey together yeah amen brother with that brother. do you have any final thoughts on this
1: topic Man, this is a fantastic topic. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation, and uh, it's gonna. I I have a lot of things to think about too. Uh, I'm always learning as well, so this this was great. Appreciate you, Huds.
0: Awesome. Well, appreciate everybody who tuned in, and we will be back again next week. Stay tuned and peace out.
1: Peace.